What? All right. What it is? You know who it is. We're back. We got another episode of the Fight Cast, episode 34. Had a uh, good weekend in the UFC. I think it was a quiet weekend for boxing. We had uh, one fight we watched, right? It's Connor Ben. Um, no, no yeah, he didn't uh, didn't end up happening because uh, Connor Ben got COVID. Oh, all right, that didn't even happen. So, strictly UFC weekend. Uh, there was also Bellator fight, which I didn't know. I have to start looking at those because I keep missing out on the uh, the Bellator and like these other promotion fights. Um, I, I saw I saw a meme earlier today uh, um, talking about it was like uh, Bellator, you know, handed out million dollar bonuses like it's nothing. Yeah. Meanwhile, UFC fighters, like, if they don't win, they don't get their purse. It's got a guy, like, eating cereal, but there's nothing in the bowl. <laughs> Bellator might be on the rise. They're starting to get these guys. They're starting to get some bigger names. I don't know. We'll see. Um, but it was a good weekend for Bellator. They had uh, Pitbull uh, versus – I forgot the other guy's name. Hold on. AJ McKee. McKee. Yeah, AJ McKee. I forgot his name. But um, – Patricio Ferrer is his name, a.k.a. Pitbull, for A.J. McKee, and he ended up winning. Um, he submitted him, which is huge, because I'm pretty sure Fabricio, uh, Patricio was the uh, double champ at that division. So, a huge upset, and A.J. McKee is actually looking, from what I understand, he's now either looking for a new contract from Bellator, or he wants to do a cross-promotion fight from Bellator and UFC against Max Holloway, um, which I think would be a great fight. And that would be at the 145. So, you know, Max or Max Holloway is easily one of the best fighters in the division. And uh, he showed out last time because he fought Calvin Qatar. That was the first fight of the year, actually. I forgot how long ago that was. That was the first fight of the year. And he pieced up Calvin Qatar and had one of the best highlights in the UFC probably this year. So I'd definitely love to see that. Um, but Bellator is on the rise, making some good fights, making some good stuff. So um, outside of that, the UFC fight night this weekend was Uriah Hall versus Sean Strickland. Um, I picked Uriah Hall, but Sean Strickland won by unanimous decision. Um, Uriah Hall kind of went back to his old ways. He didn't really do too much, and uh, Sean Strickland just outworked him and um, won by unanimous decision. The card was actually pretty exciting. Um, There's a lot of big knockout or like good fights overall. Like the third fight, I think was, I think it was the third fight of the night was, uh, oh, let me double check. I think it was uh, Jared Gooden had a sick knockout on Nicholas Stoles. And then I believe it was Jason Witt and Brian Barbarina. Uh, they had a really good fight that went to a decision. Um, but Jared Gooden, uh, he looked the part and he fucking played the part. He knocked that dude out cold. And there was a point in the beginning when he almost got guillotined and uh, he came back and just knocked the dude flat on his fucking face. So um, it was, it was a good fight. And then Sean Strickland again, beat Uriah Hall five round decision. Um, you know, Uriah Hall had a chance to kind of like cement himself here and kind of make up for lost time. And he didn't, which sucks. Um, Cause he's probably, you know, at least done at the championship level now. And I really was looking forward to see what he can do, but it looks like Sean Strickland's on the rise. Um, you know, he's, he's definitely going to get a top 10 ranking here. Um, 
you know, I'd love to see him go against Brendan Allen again, just because of how good Brendan looked. And I know Brendan lost to him the first time, but uh, he's, uh, he's, he's doing what he's got to do. Um, now I'm excited to see who he fights next. It's definitely going to be a top 10 fight and just kind of see what, what he can put on because he looks, he looks like he's doing everything he needs to. Um, I, I don't like how much he like talks. He's kind of like corny when he talks in the ring or in the octagon. Um, but anyways, um, this weekend is what I'm excited about. Uh, well, I picked that. I picked this weekend wrong. I picked, uh, I picked Strickland or I picked Uriah Hall and he lost. So another L on the book for me. Let's hope this weekend is W filled because I'm excited about this card. We got UFC 265. We got Derek Lewis for Cyril Gaon as the headliner. Got a lot of big names on this card, a lot of good fights. And I'm going to start from the bottom and we're going to work our way up. So we got Song Yadong versus Casey Kenny. Um, Casey Kenny coming off a loss against Dominic Cruz. Uh, Dominic Cruz being one of the best um, featherweights of all time, essentially. I don't think, uh, and Casey Kenny was on a tear before that. I'm pretty sure, or Bantamweight, sorry. Um, Casey Kenny was on like a five fight win streak, I think, before he fought Dominic Cruz. And he uh, he looked good in every single, or four fight, sorry, four fight win streak. And he looked really good up until Dominic Cruz. And I think, honestly, Dominic Cruz was a little bit of a step up for him in his last fight. And I think that what it was was just too much too soon because Dominic Cruz, although he's, you know, pushing age a bit, he is still literally one of the, the best fighters of all time. He's got one of the most, most unorthodox styles of all time. So fighting against someone with that much experience and like a, a high skill level like Dominic Cruz, I think that uh, it's just you know, you're, you're bound to not do great. Um, so he's fighting against Song Yadong and Song Yadong, which I can't to keep saying that name. Um, he's coming off a loss against Kyler Phillips who just lost to a dude who was unranked. So um, I, I see Casey Kenny winning here. Um, I think Casey Kenny's going to win by unanimous decision. I think it'll go three rounds and uh I think, like I said, I think Casey Kenny's going to show out and I think he's going to get himself back up because, you know, if you look at the last opponents, Casey Kenny has been fighting some good dudes, including Dominic Cruz and Song Yudong just hasn't. So um, next fight, we got Tisha Torres versus Angela Hill. Um, this, I think, is going to be a really good fight. I think it has fight of the night potential. Um, Angela Hill is a fighter I've watched a couple times now and she's got a, a, lot, of, a lot of good skill set um she's been around for a while she's a little bit older um she beat michelle waterson last time or uh sorry ashley yotter and i believe she, oh, she lost to michelle waterson she fought her last before that she lost to claudia gadella um so a couple big opponents really um you know waterson's a high level straw weight probably one of the better ones um and her last fight she beat against ashley yotter ashley yotter um Tisha Torres is one of those, one of the bigger names in the division and she's had a lot of potential. She's been on a tear. I'm pretty sure she's on a, oh, she's on a two fight win streak. Um, and she hasn't fought in 2021. So this will be her first fight. Um, I see Tisha Torres winning here. I think she's going to get a unanimous decision victory. Angela Hill's a tough fucker. And, uh, she, when she fought against Waterson, that was like a really good fight and she was able to take a lot of shots. So I think Tisha Torres is going to win. Um, I think she's going to do it handily. And I think it's going to be a unanimous decision. 
Next is the fight I'd say, well, I'm definitely not most excited for, but one of the fighters that I've continued to grow to like more and more, uh, Michael Chiesa versus Vicente Luque. So Chiesa is, um, he's really stepping up lately and he's started to impress me a lot in his fights. And he's done a lot on the ground because he's more of a jujitsu guy. Um, and he's had, I'm trying, I got to pull up who he's last couple fights, but Neil Magny, he fought and he beat. Rafael Dos Anjos, he fought and beat. Um, Diego Sanchez, he fought and beat. His last loss was to Anthony Pettis in 2018. And after that, he's been on a five-fight win streak against some good talent. So Carlos Condit, um, Diego Sanchez, Rafael, or Rafael Dos Anjos, and then uh, he beat Neil Magny earlier this year. Um, and like I said, he's easily becoming one of my favorite fighters. He's got he's got it all and he looks good on his feet. It looks like he's getting better on his feet. And I think that, um, fighting Luke, who's been on the rise, but honestly was two punches away from losing against Woodley. And as we see now, Woodley has kind of, you know, I think we knew he was on the way out and Luke didn't look that good against Tyron Woodley. And now Woodley's about to fight Jake Paul. So I don't know what that tells you. You know, you can take that for yourself, do what you want with it. I think Vicente Luque um, finished that fight, but I think against Chiesa, it's not going to end well. I think he's going to get demolished, honestly. I think that Chiesa is going to do what he did to uh, um, Neil Magny, and I think he's going to put him on his back, and I think he's going to uh, just outclass him on the ground. And then I honestly think even if it gets to the feet, Chiesa is not going to do that because that's just not Chiesa's game. So, I think what's going to happen here is Chiesa is going to go to a unanimous decision victory. Again, it'll go the three rounds. It'll go the distance. And I think that uh, Michael Chiesa will win. Um, second to last fight, we got Jose Aldo versus Pedro Munoz. So Jose Aldo, obviously, you know, one of the more well-known fighters in the UFC. It's the most, uh, what, what's the word I'm looking for? Prominent moment coming by way of 13-second knockout to Conor McGregor, at least in the last couple of years. Um, you know, he's only 34 years old. I think they said that uh, there's someone who's older than him. I think it was – I think it's TJ Dillashaw. I think TJ Dillashaw is older than Jose Aldo, and Jose Aldo's been in the UFC since, like, 2000, 2011, I think. So it's a long-ass time. But – Jose Aldo has uh, he's he's fought some good talent. Um, he's been on a skid, you know. I think that ever since he fought Connor, um, he had some back and forths with, you know, his his game, and I think that really kind of fucked with him. And he's been like up and down ever since when he was on a ten year win streak. I don't think he lost in like ten years. So you know, he he beat Frankie Edgar, then he lost to Max Holloway. Uh, then he beat Jeremy Stevens and then he lost to Marlon Morris and Alexander Volkanowski. And then he lost to, or he lost to Peter Yan, beat Marlon Vera. So it's just like there's been up and down roller coaster, just kind of like throughout the last few years, ever since he lost to Connor. Um, when I, I said before that, he didn't lose for like 10 years. So Pedro Munoz, um, they're both the same age. Pedro Munoz has uh, won his last fight against Jimmy Rivera. He lost his last fight before that against Frankie Edgar and then he lost his fight before that against Aljamain Sterling so again tough talent 
Um, I think he's fought probably equal talent here. I'm going to go with Jose Aldo because I think that, you know, Aldo is the better fighter overall. He's got a bigger arsenal. And I think that, you know, he's on the way out realistically. I think that Aldo's probably got a couple of good fights left. And I think this will be one of them. Um, and I think he'll honestly, I, I see him hanging it up soon. He's just done so much in the UFC um, and kind of taken just so much damage that eventually he's got to, you know, hang it up at some point. Um, but I see him winning by unanimous decision. I think he's going to use the leg kicks. He's going to do what he needs to do. And he still looks good on his feet. You know, I, I think that he's still got everything just probably a step behind now at this point, but I, I think he's going to win by unanimous decision. Then we get to the fight of the night. My boy, Derek Lewis versus Cyril Ghosn. If you look at this fight on aesthetics, you're always going to pick Cyril Ghosn. But if you pick this fight the right way, Derek Lewis is going to knock him out in the second round with an uppercut. Now, let me actually break down the fight. So Derek Lewis, um, probably my favorite fighter in UFC currently. He's just, uh, just that dude. And he's got, uh, he's been on a tear. He's old. He's 36, but he beat Curtis blades in a fight that he shouldn't have won. He beat, uh, Alexi Olenek in a fight. He destroyed him. And, um, so Alexi Olnick is like a black belt essentially. And Derek Lewis like out wrestled him as a blue belt. Um, he beat Lear Latifi before that. Um, let me see when his last loss was. His last loss was, looks like Mark Hunt. Um, oh no, he lost to DC. Oh, he fought Daniel Cormier. I'm going to have to watch that fight. Anyways, so uh, Derek Lewis. Um, so this is for the interim heavyweight championship now reason why this is important is because the winner of this is going to fight francis Ngannou, and i believe whoever wins this fight is going to beat francis Ngannou easily i think that cyril gone if he wins is gonna i think he's just a cleaner bigger fighter or he's a cleaner fighter with a bigger arsenal and i think he's gonna just piece Ngannou up Derek lewis they fought already and i think lewis has the power that actually scares Ngannou. i think lewis is the only dude who's got enough power to knock Ngannou on his fucking ass. And I think that he knows that and, and uh, he's afraid of it. So my personal opinion here, my heart tells me Derek Lewis and my mind tells me Cyril gone, but I'm going to go with Derek Lewis because I've picked against Daryl Derek Lewis before and it hasn't ended up well. I think what's going to happen here. I think that gone's going to look really good in the first round. And I think he's going to use his length. And I think he's going to use his skill set, his kicks and whatnot. And I think he's going to, you know, I don't want to say scare Derek Lewis, but he's going to keep him at bay. And then what's going to happen is Derek Lewis is just going to do his normal shit. He's going to come in, catch him with something, go for it. And I think he's, I really think he's going to catch him. I think he's going to drop him. I think it'll be a second round TKO for Derek Lewis. And uh, he will be the interim heavyweight champion. I, I agree. Um, my take on the fight is that, uh, Gan is gonna use his athleticism to move around early, uh, probably tag him up a little bit. But he's a big fucking dude, and he's only gonna be able to move around so much. Yeah, and just like everyone else in the in MMA, he doesn't move his head. So at some point, he's gonna stop moving, and Derek Luz is gonna put him to sleep. So I, I, I see it kind of the same way that you do. Yeah, 
Uh, I think that, like I said, I think because that dude definitely should be Derrick Lewis, but I just I don't think he has the stamina. He's got too much muscle to carry around at the pace that he would need to to stay away from Derrick Lewis the whole fight. And I think that like the problem here is like again, if you base this fight off of aesthetics, if you look at this fight from the card, you're always going to pick Cyril Gan, but. Derek Lewis has this it factor that just continues to show up every single time. Yeah, the it factor is fucking punching power. Yeah. Like, that, that's, the, that's the thing. Like, we've talked about this many, many times. It doesn't matter if you're, you, you know, jujitsu or fucking wrestling or kickboxing. Yep. If you can hit, man, it, it, it nullifies all that other shit that you know. Yeah. If you get put to sleep, you can't be grappling somebody. Yeah. And that's think- the it factor. He, he can put anybody to sleep. Yeah, and gone honestly, like gone, like I don't say this lately, like gone has looked amazing because he's nine and zero in the UFC, hasn't lost. Um, he's beat. He does look. He looks. He bought beat Rosenstrick. He bought or he beat Junior Dos Santos. He beat Tanner Bozer. You know these these are these are all legit talents, and like he's looked very good in each one. And like I said, Derek Lewis just consistently has the one thing, which is power. And he just seems to get it done. It's ugly, but he just seems to get it done. Yeah. It's one of those things where it's like, I think he actually phys- just enjoys fighting, which is a different scenario. Well, which- he's like a Homer Simpson. Yeah. Yep. I mean, like people punch themselves out trying to beat him up. Yeah. And he's just like, well, I'm still here. And he swings yep. a heavy ass arm. Yep. And not, and not people out. Yeah. And I think that moving forward, um, I really think what's going to happen here, like I said, I think who wins this fight is going to be Francis or Francis Ngannou. And I'm, I'm, so, I'm so, I haven't been excited for a fight since like the Connor and Dustin fight because I, I love watching Derek Lewis. And I think that, you know, like I said, Cyril Gahn is going to be that dude um, or Derek Lewis, whoever wins. But um, I really see Derek Lewis just knocking this dude out cold. And uh, it's just, it's just not going to be, it's going to be one of those unconventional wins for him that he adds to the books and then again i see Derek lewis as this dude who like accidentally back walks his way into the heavyweight championship because it just makes the ufc better um so just to recap got casey kenny by unanimous decision angela hill unanimous decision michael chiesa unanimous decision jose aldo unanimous decision and i got Derek lewis with the second round tko it's in Houston. It's in his hometown. So you can't tell me that's not going to affect it. That's not going to make it better. Um, but yeah, so again. He might eat too much before what? the fight. He might eat too much before the fight. Maybe that'll fuck him up. If anything, it's just going to make him fucking better. Give him more power. He's going to eat fucking anything he needs and then he's just going to fucking smash people. Um, but yeah, so yeah, I'm excited. Um, yeah, I think that's it for the weekend. And then I think next week we got a good fight in Cannoneer and Gasolum. Um, we got some good little cards coming up until the next big one, which is uh, 266, which we got uh, Volkanowski, Ortega, Valentina Shevchenko, and then Nick Diaz versus Robbie Lawler is back. Um, it's going to be a good fight. So, yeah, um, boxing. Let's get into that. Um, yeah, so we were supposed to have Connor Ben last week. Um, 
didn't happen because he uh, he got COVID. So nothing uh, over the weekend. Um, this weekend we got Michael Conlon fighting. It's like an all Irish fight in. I think it's in. Oh, I actually do have some Dublin. I have some boxing news, but go ahead, keep talking. What? Oh, okay. Um, an all Irish fight. Um, against the TJ Doney. Um, like Michael Collins is gonna fucking just smoke this guy. Yeah. Um, that's just the way it is. Uh, and that's not like, look, the dude TJ Doney, uh, actually has some skill. Um, he's he's pretty quick. Um, he's got really good balance. Um, but he's just one of these guys that doesn't have a whole lot of tools in the toolbox. He, he's very vanilla. He attacks you one way and he defends one way. He doesn't really cut angles. Uh, he's a straightforward and back fighter. And Michael Conlon is, is creative. Um, he's longer, he's taller. Uh, he's a, more experienced, but in a different way because he doesn't have as many. Uh, Michael Collins only got what uh, fifteen pro fights, mm-hmm. um, and TJ Doney I think is like twenty-two and two, so he, he's more experienced pro fighters. But Michael Collins, you know, with the Olympic background, and all that, he's just he's just gonna fucking tear him up. Um, and and honestly, I think I I think. Uh, I think we're gonna see a knockout again like in the later round, like eighth eighth round. I'm gonna say Michael Conlon puts him puts him down. I and I'm gonna I'm gonna call to I'm gonna say with a body shot. All right. There's some there's something about the way that this dude Doney moves around that just like I think his body is weak. Just I, I don't know I don't know what I don't know what it is like. There's nothing tangible. Uh, about it like i can't i can't quantify it but there's something about him i look at him i'm like i think that dude has a weak body you know what i mean yeah. i it, it looks like a guy that like the way he moves around it's like i think if he gets hit in the body it's, it's gonna fuck him up um flabby. So i'm gonna i'm gonna say uh conlon with a body shot in the eighth round all right let's get it yeah all right um so my boxing news was conor mcgregor is doing a wheelchair boxing charity match. <laughs> what? He's doing a wheelchair boxing charity match. Uh, but I, I just want this guy to go away. You know, I keep, you know, I, I got to unfollow him on Instagram too. I keep seeing all these pictures and every picture I see is just him in a suit or him in a bathing suit sitting That's in a chair. Nice. Yeah, I know. <laughs> you know, yeah, but even before that, it's always like he's either looking at a watch or standing, standing like he's getting ready to fight in in a suit or in a bathing suit, and I'm just tired of it. I like I don't give a fuck. <laughs> I don't care what you're doing with in your normal life. That's I, I don't give a shit. <laughs> uh, it's why you keep losing fucking fights because you're doing dumb shit like that. Exactly. Oh look, I'm all, fuck. I'm a, I'm in Beverly Hills with Justin Bieber. Who gives a shit? <laughs> well, he's doing a celebrity boxing match in a wheelchair. Oh, it's uh, not- or- uh, charity, yeah. Um, then uh, I don't know if you watch much of Chris Algieri, but he uh, 
our boxing coach at the gym trains Chris Algeri is in New York for the fight. He's fighting. Who's he fighting? Le Pierre. Uh, yeah, Le Pierre. Le Pierre. Michel Le Pierre. I don't uh, know who the fuck that is. We'll go with Chris Algeri. We'll go with a fifth round KO flatline this dude. Um, apparently, Chris looks really good. We're going to stick with the home team here. We'll go Chris Algieri, the fifth round. Yeah, you know, Chris, Chris Algieri is a, is a decent boxer. He's always been a decent boxer. But I like Chris as a commentator, as an analyst. He's a very smart guy. He's an articulate guy. Um, uh, I don't know what the fuck his plan is, you know, doing this fighting shit. He, but the guys in that division – it's not – I think he should pass on all of it and just stick to the fucking, you know, commentary. Maybe that's why he's on Triller. He's just trying to get that check. Yeah, I, I, don't, I don't know why. I mean, he's, he's got a good gig, man. You know what I mean? Uh-huh. He, so, but I don't Maybe know. they asked him. Maybe they just paid him a decent amount of money. I don't know. I don't he's know not, listen, he's not that good of a fighter for, like, I, I don't want to see him fight. Yeah. Like, I'm not excited. Like, oh, Chris Jerry is coming back. So? <laughs> I love it. I mean, again, he's decent. The dude has skill. The, the dude, the dude has skill. He's a tough guy. But I mean, it's not exciting. I don't give a fuck. You know what I mean? <laughs> That's fucking hilarious. Um, all right, so went over the Connor, went over Chris Algieri, went over Michael Conlon. Um, other news: as of right now, it looks like Canelo and Caleb Plant is no more. Uh, yeah. I also fucking had someone tell me this weekend that uh, what the fuck did they say? Oh, Ryan Garcia would. Oh, was it Ryan Garcia? Ryan Garcia would box the shit out of Devin Haney. I had someone like actually, someone actually arguing me that Ryan Garcia would box the shit out of Devin Haney. I don't think Ryan Garcia is really boxing the shit out of anybody these days. Uh, I don't know what's going on. This dude keeps talking shit like he wants to fight everybody, but there's nothing on the horizon, pal. Yeah. I mean, we got no fight date. We got no opponent. Nothing. But this dude keeps talking shit about all these guys he's going to fight and nothing. Yeah. I just keep seeing dumb videos of him hitting the fucking Cobra bag and getting 9 million other kids thinking that hitting the Cobra bag is something cool. Um <laughs> Yeah, that's stupid. Well, that's another thing. I go. On, I want to go on a whole rant about the Cobra bag and how dumb it is. Use the fucking double M bag, right? There are certain the things like I. I, I got this, huh? The Cobra bag is a reflex bag. Yeah, it's the bag with the spring on it that's got yeah. the pulp that sticks in the ground. It, it serves the same purpose, just not as well as the double M bag. Yeah, yeah. The double M bag is one of these tools that's been around for you know over a hundred years. Doesn't need to be changed. Sometimes human beings need to fucking stop with trying to invent new shit that yeah. make things easier. You know, like now they got this robot on the wall that like swings at you and you duck and put. That's why we spar. That's why we do the mitts. That's why we do bag work. That's why we have a, a slip bag. You know, that's Did you know why, John, uh, John Danaher said that uh, in boxing that mitts weren't like introduced until like the 70s. What? No. Yeah, he said you. he said that it was only like, like it was ne- like Muhammad Ali never used mitts. Like people like that, like never used yeah, mitts. Yeah, it was interesting. Yeah, maybe it wasn't a big thing, but I, dude, you could see, you can see photos of guys like way back in the day with coaches wearing punch mitts. I don't know. He said that I, I, I'll have to find it. I'll, I'll have to find it and send it to you. He was on the Rogan podcast and he was talking oh, about, 
John Danaher. Do you know who John Danaher is? No. Oh, sorry. He's like the best jujitsu coach like ever. Um, he trains like Gordon Ryan and all those guys. Um, he's also like he trained uh, George St. Pierre. Like he was in George St. Pierre's corner. And he's like he's like one of the best fight minds in the world. Um, like boxing, MMA, jujitsu. Um, he's trained like he trained at Henzo's in the city, like Henzo Gracie. He was like their main guy down there. And then he moved. Um, but he's trained like Gordon Ryan's like the best jujitsu guy in the world. And he's his coach, but he was talking about boxing and he knows like everything, dude. Like he knows any fight you name it. He's watched it. Dude's like a fucking fight freak. Um, yeah. So it says here that, uh, punch mitt, focus mitts have been, uh, made their way to the United States in the late 1700s. So I don't know what the fuck he was talking about. I don't know. He was talking, I don't know. I, I have to, I'm going to have to find it and send it to you. Um, it's a, it's a, I mean, again, like, yeah, I, I, I get it. Like maybe they weren't used in, in boxing um, by everyone. Like, uh, you know, like now everyone uses the mitts. Like that's part of normal training. Um, so I could see that. Yeah. Maybe, maybe it was the, then like it became popular in boxing, but. Maybe it was that, that he was talking. I'm gonna have to find it. Yeah. I'll to listen. To they, it. They've been they've been around. I've seen pictures of like old ass coaches, fucking like back in the like Jack Johnson's era with fucking coaches wearing punch mitts. So they've been around. It's like yeah, maybe not everyone used them, but they've been around. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, listen, to... everyone on Joe Rogan's podcast is a fucking asshole. No, like, John, John Danaher's cool. I think you'd like John Danaher. Dude, like, like, these conversations, like. Joe Rogan has these people on, and it's like, yeah, it seems like it'll be interesting. And then Joe Rogan just makes it terrible. <laughs> well, Dan Hurst is a smart dude. You should listen to him. But, um, but yeah, so the uh, that's it for boxing, I think. Um, well, the other news, like I said, Caleb Plant, we didn't finish that, fell through. So it looks like Canelo is going to be fighting Dimitri Bivol. Yeah, um, at 175. 175. Bivol's belt for his light heavyweight belt. Which uh, if Canelo, well, when Canelo wins, he's gonna. Um, this is gonna be impressive. Let's just put it that way. This is yeah, but, yeah. Like when we talk about it, we'll get more into it. But Bivol is a real threat. Like he's even more of a threat than Kovalev was at 175. Yeah. Uh, much more of a threat because Bivol can fucking box. Bivol has. He may not have the one punch power that Kovalev has. But he could box his ass off, dude. Andy's got power, so it's a dangerous fight. Like I'm, I'm impressed. Like Duke Canelo, Duke Canelo is a real deal. Man. I just got the sick Canelo canvas for my my apartment. I'm, I got to hang it up. It's, it's dope. Yeah. Um, but yeah. So again, a big weekend in the UFC and a light weekend in boxing. Got a couple things coming up for boxing. That obviously, we'll break down as we get closer. Um, as Jake keeps saying, in the next couple of months, boxing gets back on track and we start to get up there a little bit more again. Um, but as always, if you guys have any questions, if there's anybody you want us to watch or check out, let us know and we'll do that. Anything, any last words, anything to go over that we're not missing out on? Um, no, I want to make sure, uh, no, nah, man, I think we covered everything right. we covered this week. We'll see you guys next week. Peace.